Howling Commandos. And welcome to another edition of Across the Airwaves, Road to the Avengers. The only place where you can get a commentary on the movie Captain America First Avenger. And of course, this is a part of our Road to the Avengers miniseries podcast where we are doing commentary on all of the movies leading up to the Avengers movie. So we're excited about the Avengers and we're excited to talk about this movie, which is a great lead into the Avengers. It was a movie I was very excited about. And with me, of course, to record this movie, because our other resident superhero expert here on ATA. Hello, Marvel World, and it is the mighty god of thunder, Thor. He's back. Thor. I'm ready for this, Dan. Are you ready to record on Captain America, the first Avenger? Because I am. I thought Michael J. Penny was joining me. Well, he might come in once in a while. Oh, oh. So, well, I, I, rumor has it I've heard that you're inhabiting the body of Michael J. Petty now. This is true. For a limited time only. Okay, you've moved on from Don Blake yes. to Michael J. Petty. Don Blake walks with a limp. I couldn't stand it much longer. He has that ridiculous cane. <laughs> so how does Michael transform into you? Michael transforms by saying Shazam. No. Actually, he does not. I was going to say, do you have the copyright for that? Well, see, we couldn't get the rights. So unfortunately, no. But at his will, he can transform into the God of Thunder. I see. Which is me. Okay. Yes. I like this body. Another. 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 Okay. Well, can we do another commentary? Yes. Yes, we can. I am very much up for that. Would you like to tell everyone how they can line up their movie that they're watching at home with our commentary? Yes, I can, Daniel. In fact, what you must do is once you put in your DVD or Blu-ray player or DVD into the Blu-ray player, I'm sorry, I'm not as familiar with these Earth primitive Earth objects as you all are. Anyway, once you put the DVD in and press play, you will come to the Paramount Pictures logo, which features a great mountain and stars surrounding it. After the logo, 21 seconds into the film, this is where you will meet us when we press play. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. I'm excited for this. As am I, Daniel Schmidt. As am I. Okay. So you ready to get rolling on this movie? I am definitely ready, whenever you are. Alright, well, let's keep these people from anxiously waiting for us to get on with this. So let's do this now. Get ready. Get your fingers on your play buttons. Michael or Thor is going to count us down. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. <laughs> Three, two, and play. Captain America throws his mighty shield. Ah, yes. 
the beautiful Marvel logo. Yeah, but you're not on it, Thor. Sorry. This is a Captain America film. Oh, right. I'm not in that logo. All right. Sad. Well, for me, this was a movie I was anxiously awaiting. I was a big fan of Joe Johnston, the director of this film's first period film that took place in the 1940s, The Rocketeer, which I don't know if Michael has seen or not. No, I haven't seen it. But it's a very fun film. Very enjoyable. Again, it's a little Disney-like. A little, little bit less violent than this movie. But a uh, great period pace in the 40s. Uh, the way he did Captain America was very similar to that movie. So it was fun to see him dabble in this again. Again, I always wanted to see a sequel to The Rocketeer when I was a kid because I liked the 1940s Golden Age feel it had. Again, I thought this movie captured that again. This was the closest to Rocketeer 2 uh, that I thought we were ever going to get. So I was very excited this, at this. Also, I'm a big Captain America fan. You know, I'm into truth, justice, and the American way. No, that's Superman. Yeah, yeah, but still, you know. I'm a big patriot. I'm Go America. Yeah. So I, I like the spirit of America. Didn't, didn't Disney re-release The Rocketeer? Uh, I don't know. I think they did. It's a, I think I saw it at Best Buy. Oh, interesting. I, I know it's available on DVD. You can purchase it. Cool. Yes, it's a great film. Can they play it on TV a lot of times at Stars? Do they? Yes. When? Like Fourth of July or what? No, um, quite every so often. I've caught it. Hmm. See, I've never seen it on. T Again, I've never seen the Iron Giant uh, on TV either, and that's my favorite movie of all time. You know, Jennifer Connelly mm -hmm. is in. Um, Timothy Dalton and Jennifer Connelly. They're in. Are in the Rocketeer? Yeah. And Alan Arkin. It's already worth it. It's 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 cool. It's cool. It's a fun movie. Maybe I'll buy it. I mean, they could have done a little more with it, but I think you'd enjoy it, Michael. Do you even own it on DVD? Uh, no, I do. Don't think so. I know what I'm getting you for Hanukkah. Oh, well, Hanukkah. Okay. Well, your next birthday, but same difference. Okay. Maybe Fourth of July. And maybe Fourth of July. There you go. It's fitting. Okay, in this, I understood why they did this scene first. Yes. But to be honest, I was a little disappointed that they started off with it. Yeah, I, I think it would have been fun if we built up to it. I had the surprise. Yeah. Also, uh, I thought we were going to see... Because I think it spoiled the ending too much. And I was kind of hoping we'd find Coulson. we see Coulson in this scene. I thought this guy was Coulson. Yeah, me too. And then it turned out he wasn't. But And I was disappointed. Yeah. I wanted Coulson to maintain that connection, that continuation. Mm -hmm. So we go back to 1942. I think, that, honestly, the movie should have started with this scene. I agree. Just to show the chaos that was going on in Europe and, you know, Germany's invading and World War II and they're terrorizing people. Mm -hmm. And did you expect this right here? Um... The explosion. I, I knew through reading on the internet that some of this was going to happen. The explosion, no. But the whole Asgardian thing, I knew that was coming. Oh, okay. And the guy on the right was actually in Harry Potter. The guy with the beard. Him? Yeah. The guy, the guy who survives? The guy that's, yeah. He plays Filch in 
Harry Potter. Yeah, see, I wouldn't know. I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah. Other people care about those things. You know, Nico's a big Harry Potter fan, so. Yeah. He's listening yeah. to this. I'm surprised you guys haven't done a Harry Potter episode. And here, yeah. We've talked about it. It just never came together. Um, and and we see, of course, the Hydra, the Hydra symbol on the car, which, you know, I I would have been fine if they went the Nazi route. Again, this, they wanted to make this movie for international audiences. That's why they kind of steered away from it. Which, to be honest, if you're doing a Captain America movie, I don't think you should be lenient like that. And I'm not saying that because I don't want international people to see it. That's not it at all. And I'm not racist, and you know that. But I, I honestly, I don't think it would have offended anybody. I don't either. Because it's um, it's a part of history. Exactly. It happened, and also, it's a part of comic book history. Yeah, the war and, and the pop propaganda that came from it was a big part of what sold comic books. Well, we see part of that in the movie too. Right. So I mean, I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's such an important part of the literature. Get what went on, and everyone knows that. There's no denying it. And also, I thought this movie did a really good job of handling that. Yeah. That it wasn't a race thing against Germans. Um, that discussion he has with Dr. Erkstein mm -hmm. later on in the film, where he's like. I don't like bullies. I just don't want people to be terrorized. Yeah. I don't care if it's Germans or whatever it is. Like, well, and that's the point. I think they could right. have gone by with just that line and been fine. And and the Rocketeer does that. The Rocketeer, they don't... That's also an older movie. They don't yeah. use the word Nazi, but the symbols in it and stuff. Okay. They don't hit it on the head, but you get it, you know, the symbols in the movie. Mm -hmm. The bad guys are wearing Nazi symbols. Well, I mean, the symbols in this it. movie, too, but the yeah. main thing was the Hydra division. Right. So, on that note, how do you feel with sharing a, the same name as a supervillain? A Nazi? You know, relation. No relation, are you sure? My my family ancestry came from Austria. Did it really? Yes. That's kind of cool. Well, Austria and then um, Romanian on my grandmother's side. Hmm. See, I have some so, German... And I have some Native American. I do have German on my mom's side, though. But a lot of people have German on their yeah. side. See, my mom, or my dad, is half Native American. So that makes me a fourth. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool. That snake thing was too easy. Well, it's not. It's, yeah. It was cool, a fake out. But then the fake out wasn't very good. <laughs> Yeah. And this really ties into Thor. The cosmic cube. Honestly, it made me think that Red Skull was going to be the bad guy in the Avengers. Good now, yeah, Loki. I, didn't, I, I assumed it would have been Luke Loki because we saw Thor first. Yeah. And how it ended. Now, I mean, I could have seen him teaming up. I could see him popping up in the movie. You think? And people not knowing he's in it. Well, I don't know. A lot has already been spoiled for that movie. Well, uh, this, Hugo Weaving, the actor that plays Red Skull, said he really didn't want to do Red Skull in a sequel. Yeah. That he wasn't up for doing it. He didn't really want to do it again. Why is that? Did he even give a reason? Uh, he didn't really want to do the character within sequels. I think that's because of how Agent Smith turned out in the Matrix story. But this is such how a that trilogy story. went down the toilet. This was cool seeing some of the uh, the old, how they did the CGI to make New York look like it did in the 40s. 
Yeah. That's a cool throwback. Well, okay. And I will say, I was very, very skeptical of the CGI they used on Chris Evans. And can I just say, it turned out beautifully. I can't even tell it's CGI. Yeah, it's it's really great. The way everything is shot, yeah. you can't even tell. Well, and, the, and the way, I mean, they really hit 1940s on the head. Yeah. It really looks like Golden Age comics, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Okay, this is the closest we've gotten to capturing the Golden Age of comics with on the movie screen. Since Rocketeer. Yeah, but this is something that was popular in the Golden Age. Right. That was highly successful being right. brought to the screen. And see, and there's the Nazi symbol, and this is an old propaganda film. Well, and Rocketeer is filled with these. Yeah. So it was fun to see that Joe Johnson threw this in to it. Again, he had, Rocketeer had scenes at the movie theater where they were watching this. I now, thought it was just perfect. And this is, that's a real film, isn't it? That's a real. I, yeah, I would assume so. The Rocketeer actually had a really cool animated propaganda film mm-hmm. that they created specifically for the movie. Mm. And it was really cool. It was really just freaky. It's a really chilling scene. Yeah. Well, you know, the Iron Giant takes place during the Cold War. Right. And they did the same thing. They created their own just for yeah. that, which is pretty cool. The Stop, Drop, and Roll film. Yes. And that's fun. And I was glad to see this movie include a lot of that. Yeah. Really captured the time. And I love this time period. I mean, I know it was probably really scary for the people living in the time period, but it just... It, it works so well on it, film. Well, and it works so well from a superhero story yeah. telling standpoint. Because it's so black and white then. And good, you knew what good was. Yeah. And evil, you knew what evil was. It's very clear cut, and it just... Like this right here. was fun, yeah. And it really feels like a golden age of America, not just in comics. Right. And I thought I really captured it well in this film. Well, and I mean, America has changed so much since then. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more gray today. Well, but, you know, from talking to my grandparents and stuff, there was a lot of complications in gray back then, too. Right. I mean, it's not as good-looking as... Yeah, you know, it's not as good-looking as it appears to us today. There were issues then as well. But, you know, it's a pastime and... All right. I mean, there are always going to be issues. And I think it's so it was so fictionalized with the propaganda and the comics and stuff that came back then that we feel it was that way. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what this comic was going for. We have to really make it clear that, yes, there were some historical things matched up historically, but at the same time, they were trying to capture the Golden Age. Right. So it's not the history is not going to be exact. Right. I mean, like here with the Stark Expo. <laughs> The original. Yeah, is now is this the original Stark Expo? Well, or yeah. is this more the New York's uh, World's Fair? Oh, come on. You can't look at this and tell me it's not Iron Man 2. Well, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's all very... But um, Captain America met Dr. Erdstein at the World's Fair. That's how the comic tells it. Well, right. So, Ed Stark, Stark would be at the World's Fair. True. He, okay. he fits that. I could give you that. Do you see that Human Torch, though? That was sweet. Yes. Good. Stark was fun. This was a fun little scene. Stark looks like with Zatara. Him. A little bit. Yeah, the scene. He looks like Zatara, and she looks like Zatanna. By the way, can I also say that that scene of the World's Fair reminds me of Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I loved. I'm like, oh my god, it's the, the house of the future real. No kidding. 
Welcome to the world of the future. Oh my da, 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 god, da, da, please da, don't go through that. Go Shirley Walker. This looks like the original the Batmobile too. You know the original red yes. thing that he used to drive? That's what they're going for. Go on, I like this early version of Iron Man's propulsion. Yes. But honestly, <laughs> if he said in the next 10 years we should have flying cars, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> he went searching for Captain America. I didn't have time to build it. All right. We can go with that. Or he was building the helicarrier. Then it took him a long time to build it. <laughs> the army contracted him exclusively. Yeah. He was building the helicarrier. Which probably took years and years and years to make. Hey, Tony, oh. did we tell you what your dad built? Here's the <laughs> helicarrier. This was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I didn't know they used to do that. Yeah, but you had to be tall enough to use the ride. Fortunately for... I, I really like Bucky in this movie. I'm glad they went against the sidekick thing. Oh, yeah. It maintained the integrity of the universe. Well, not only that, but they still have him in the costume. They still have him act pretty much kind of the same way as he does in the current comics. Yeah. I mean, it's true to the character. Which is, I think, what they're going to go for. I think they're going to do Winter Soldier, in my opinion. And Captain America, too. Yeah. So I think this is perfect. Yeah, that's probably true. So I, I like it. Plus, Stan Lee never really likes sidekicks. So I, I was glad this so really fit Why did he even create Bucky? Oh, he, he, he wasn't in charge that's then. That's right. I am blowing it there. Wow, that was sad. Yeah. Not his call. Jack Kirby helped create Captain America, yeah. not Stan Lee. One Joe of the Simon. big ones that he didn't create. But he did bring him on the Avengers. Yes. So he did do that. He had a lot to do with his revamp. Yep. Which was good. It's just a shame Jack Kirby wasn't alive to see these characters come to life. I know. Because he, he did. He had such a big part in their creation. Well, and a lot of characters' creation. Like the new gods, Darkseid, DC and Marvel. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He did so much for the comic book industry in general. Yeah. And to not see any of it. And if it's sad, it, he kind of gets overlooked in terms of Marvel stuff. And Dr. Erstein, or however you pronounce Stanley it. Stanley Tucci played him amazing Oh yeah. in this film. Oh, yeah. He's outstanding. But I love how in all these separate movies, they have that character that's like that. That, that inspires them, yeah. That was kind of like that. Yep. Then there was Jensen. I mean, there wasn't really for Hulk. I mean, you could argue Stearns. You can argue Stearns, but... Well, kind of the old guy that ran the restaurant, kind of yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you could say him, too. I mean, they were, you know, they kind of shown him kindness and gave him guidance. Yeah. You, I mean, you could say that. Definitely. But the, the ones you're talking about, the important ones, the Stark and Thor, um, they were all... Um, Played by great actors. Oh yeah, you know they really did well with the casting. And well, we don't. And what sometimes we forget watching superheroes is that they all need that one mentor. I mean, yeah. for Spider-Man it was Uncle Ben. For Superman it was Jonathan Kent. For Batman it was Alfred. I mean, you need that one character who can boost you, who can give them show potential in you, and inspire the audience too. Oh yeah, 
I mean, they really energize the audience. Yeah. And you want to give this guy a hug. That's what my friend would say. One of my friends said he saw this movie. I know. He's like, he's such a nice guy. You want to give him a hug? And, it, and it's good. It was good to show that there was a German that was a pacifist. Yeah. That was a caring person. Yeah. That they weren't all bad. I like that. And you could have justified the Nazi thing with this, too. Yeah. I thought. And I mean, honestly, if you look at history, a lot of the German people didn't even know what Hitler was doing. A right. lot of it was kept from them purposely. And a lot of people lived down in the country and had no idea there was a war even going on, some people told me. Exactly. So, I mean, you can't look at German people and say they're all bad. Right. You can't look at all the soldier, Nazi soldiers and say it's all, they're right. all bad. Because a lot of them didn't know what was going on. And this movie did a really good re job of saying that. Right. But the choice of Steve Rogers. Yeah. You know, Erkstein wanted someone who understood that. They got that concept. Yeah. Which is why he picked Steve Rogers. Absolutely. He could see who was a victim and who was a villain. Yeah. And who wanted more. to do right. Yes. God, I love Zola. This introduction. With him behind that lens. Yes. Just like he is in the comic. Because in the comics, he's inside of a robot body. Which is weird. And I'm glad they avoided that for this movie. I'm glad they just went with the the meager, glasses-wearing... Pacifist geeky. doctor. Well, he's not pacifist. Well, he doesn't hurt anyone. He's a geeky hedge fed. He's kind of like uh, Dr. Octopus was. Uh, spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. But he's originally. first introduced. Yeah. Which I got Dan into watching, finally. Yes. Check it out. Good show. Should have been renewed for season three. Yeah, it's a shame that didn't work out. Especially with what they have on now. But anyhow, that's a discussion for another time. Spider-Man. You know, I, Zola is such a creepy, like, 1940s serial henchman. I love it. Mad scientist. And he's got the bow tie and everything. Well, you've seen those oh. those classic 40s uh, yeah. Superman shorts, right? Yeah. Like, five of them had mad doctors. I know. <laughs> and they were just like... like yeah. That's what I love. It's it's the closest you're going to get to Golden Age on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, I would almost say it'd be cool to do a Superman movie that was a period piece somewhat. That would be cool. I don't know how well that'd suit with audiences today. Yeah, but, but I think of, for us, that would be very cool. It'd be cool, like, animated film. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, first oh. Well, just go back and watch the original cartoons. I mean, the Ru Ruby Spears ones. Well, even the Fletcher. Well, the mainly really the Fletcher ones. That, yeah. Those were the ones I was talking about mainly. But yeah. I mean, I go back and watch those all the time. I'm not even kidding. They're I have fun. on two different DVD sets. It's incredible the animation that they put into well, the Fletcher then. ones. Oh, for back then, that's fantastic animation. But, and that's what was responsible for a lot of uh, Batman the Animated Series and a lot yes. of the DC. The Yushu was, was well, those cartoons. their inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And the shading and the coloring and all that was that. I love this. Oh, Peggy Carter. Now, this is a little historically inaccurate. Yes, because women weren't. Yeah, no offense to them, but well, that's no, so true. It, didn't she just say she was from Britain? Yeah. So, maybe? Well, I, I guess she technically was S.H.I.E.L.D. Is she? Well, I mean, they didn't call it S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time, but... Like, this is the early stages of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and they kind of acted outside of military boundaries. Okay, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, best part of worst part of Batman Forever. Best part of Captain America. Well, he he played a character that's like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, you know, like this is vintage Tommy Lee Jones. His character in The Fugitive, who's a U.S. Marshal, is kind of like this. And, and you know, it's perfect here, too. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's a guy that can give a darn good speech. No kidding. And it's awesome here. And it's awesome in the trailer yeah. when he gives this speech. I mean, ooh, it just sends chills down your spine. So cool. Like, I would go into war with Tommy Lee Jones yes. leading me, okay? That's just how awesome. And I'll be honest, especially in these action sequences and moving sequences, I'm still impressed with the CGI with Steve Rogers. Yes. Because I can't believe they kept it up like that. Yeah, it's you know? crazy. I I mean, look at it. Well, some of this, is do- that could have been a double. This well, far that, enough away. It could have been DJ Qualls. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was Garth. It was his body double, DJ Qualls. This is great. Yeah. I love this concept. Yeah. You know, and they never really had any development in the in the comic in the Golden Age comics for Steve Rogers before. No. They're just like, oh he's just this frail boy. But I like how this one showed that he had the qualities of Captain America even, even though he didn't necessarily have the body for it at this point. Well, and remember, the Super Soldier Serum, it doesn't only times your yeah. strength, it times your personality. Which was a new thing introduced into this film. Yes. It was a great concept. Yes. Very well thought out. This is just great. Love that. Good thing it's not the American flag. They would have got mad at him. But if you're going to be a superhero, you have to think outside the box. Exactly. You almost have to have a different perspective of the world. Plus, you know, he's... A, he's He's got to be leading men into battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they originally... Th- I thought they... I bet they figured they were going to make a lot of super soldiers. Oh, yeah. But, and then it didn't turn out that right. way. And, and I think Erskine was kind of thinking, in case it doesn't work out... I want him. Yeah, we need a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like a gerbil. Yeah. You know, I think eventually, though... With the Tommy Lee Jones character. He almost sees himself in Steve Rogers yes. later on. Yes. I agree. I think that's why he's so hard on him. Yeah. I like this part. Yeah. It's so good, though. I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, you're just like, wow, that's... that's that is Yeah, not a lot of men... Well, none of them did ...would it. do it, yeah. I mean, we see that now, I guess. And I think that's why he kind of did it. <laughs> and she's like, I'm in love. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. That's great. That's just so good. <laughs> Nurkstein is smiling. And that makes me want to see... I want to see Peggy's backstory. Like, what had happened to her 
After? Uh, well, after and and before to get her here. Oh. Like that had to be a crazy process of events for a girl like her to get thrown into a war mm -hmm. and be a soldier. Maybe she lost someone. Especially in that time period. Well, she's from Britain. Basically, if she lived in London, everything around her would have been attacked. True. So she probably had to stand up and fight. You know, was forced into a conflict. And was and impressed some people. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it had to be a crazy circumstance of events for her to get in there. And it, and it would be interesting to hear a little bit more of how she got there. And we might find that out through flashbacks later mm -hmm. on with Sharon Carter and stuff. Yeah, if we see her in Captain America too. I don't think we'll see her in Avengers. Yeah. No, I don't think so either, but... Captain America 2? Yeah. Most definitely. I want, I want to say more about that, but I, I've got to comment on this scene because it's so great. Just... You know, he's not in this movie for very long, but you connect so well with him. He leaves the most impact. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. It's kind of like on Cliff Robertson in the first Spider-Man. Yeah. He's barely in that movie, but he just... But he leaves such a... I know. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah this is chilling. Yes. And this is so like 1940s flashback. Yeah. Uh, do you ever see a Sky Captain of the World tomorrow? No. That's a, that's a throwback movie too, the 1940s serial, and all the backgrounds and everything are done CG. So it's like oh, really? live action actors thrown into like the world of Max Fletcher's Superman. That's awesome. It's really kind of cool. Visually, it's really impressive. And these flashbacks remind me a lot of how. They shot that film. Because they shoot it a lot like a Golden Age comic book. Like the yeah. camera angles and everything. It's interesting. Uh, Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow are in that movie. But a weak man. This is, this is such a great line. So good. It's so memorable. Yes. It sticks with you. Throughout this entire movie. I mean, it, you know, the big thing about a first deck of the movie is about establishing the theme and making it not forgettable. And this scene did it beautifully. Mm -hmm. But the good man. Love it. That's so... Get him pointing at him. That comes back so nicely later on. Go, I love this with the drink. Mm -hmm. The whole theater lost it at this. You can't drink, you have a procedure. I can still drink, I don't have a procedure. That's, that's what you do to make a character memorable. Yeah. You make him a little bit funny, you get a good chuckle out of him, you have a good moment with him, and then you do that. Yeah. And this is chilling here. Yeah. How the evil madman plays the opera music. I thought that was blood at first. I yeah. I did. I'll be honest. 
it's cool how they kept him in shadow at the beginning. Though we didn't see him full on until he went up against Captain America. It's a nice build up. Mm -hmm. And then the setup. He's jealous. Um, yeah, it's almost like his jealousy over Thurkstein made him who he is. Mm -hmm. The villain. Yeah. Well, that's what happens with most mad scientists. Yeah. We know that. Especially 1940s, 50s. Yeah. 60s, even. Good. Good. He's freaky. He was in an episode of Doctor Who where he plays like an older menacing version of Doctor Who. He was so freaky. Oh was my it? gosh. He's like this creepy like old man stalker guy. It was... Mm. Yeah. That's kind of like Jared Harris. Well, in his essence, that's kind of what Doctor Who is. If you think about it. I got beat up in that alley. In that parking lot. I love that. <laughs> See, this is what made me interested in what her backstory was. Because there's got to be a reason why she was so interested in this and felt for him on this. Yeah. See? And it, and it makes sense. Why would a girl like that attractive, especially in this time period, be a soldier? It'd be interesting to see how she became a soldier. Mm-hmm. There had to be something that happened, like the superhero characters. Yeah. Plus, when she, you say she's one of the strongest female characters out of... Out of all of them? Yeah. Uh her and Pepper Potts, yeah. I think, are the strongest. I can't really just... Probably Pepper, because we had more time to develop with her. Yeah. But I think Peggy was... Again, they just didn't have time in the movie. But I think if we would have got a little bit more backstory about how she got in the military, I think it would have done that. Well, and Betty and Jane, Push they it. didn't really have to be strong female characters. Right. And I guess Black Widow does, but she doesn't count because yeah. she's a hero. Well, and in, in, in essence, she is kind of a precursor. To Peggy Carter's kind of a precursor to Black Widow. Yeah. But. Like, who would employ an old lady? And then she has yeah. that gun later. It's like, okay. That's kind of an old school thing, too. That's actually out of a James Bond movie. They have an old lady that, like, banned the gate at one of the um, bad guys' fortresses, and she takes out. A shotgun at James Bond's car. That's awesome. Yeah. And then he shoots her, I think. That's terrible. She gets shot. Something happens. Look at all those MP uniforms. Yeah. Those old school MP. Well, Michael Petty. They're all Michael Petty. Yes, they work for you. Why are all the Michael Petty's in the room? I don't understand these Earth people. They like it. They can't get enough. I can't either. Okay, Thor. Your podcast audience love him. I know. Yeah. That's... 
He just has these fun little lines. <laughs> Peggy Carter's like, he's a nice guy. Don't kill him. I want to have that dance with him. Well, they don't want the dance yet. The guy didn't even know his name. The governor didn't even know his name. That's a red flag. Where, yeah, those Michael Petty's really missed on that one. You got to get on your police force there. I'm sorry. It's in the past. I can't do anything about it now. That was before Thor was in control of Michael. It's true. If it were the case, I would have smited them all. Letting that... Nazi. This is kind of freaky. I don't know if I would do this. That would freak me out. Yeah. I'll be honest. That would creep me out a little bit. <laughs> a lot. I mean, because in every other movie, whenever someone like wires themselves up to this equipment, a la Spider-Man. <laughs> or a la Iron Man. Or, or a la uh, Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> it doesn't go so well. The only one who hasn't is Thor, because Thor is just awesome and mighty and powerful. Uh, the microphone, that's the funny part. You see, he's even scared. It's like, yikes. At least, at least they made it less painful in this. Than in, in Hulk. Hulk with email when they stab people. him in the spine. Oh. Well, remember, that's it was nasty. also a different formula. Yeah. That one was a modified one that, that didn't was work. created after that didn't work, according to the Marvel one-shot. That created that crazy 1950s Captain America. Captain America, yeah. Who went Looney Tunes, too, in the comics. That was a weird story. Yes, it was. That was weird. There are some really weird Captain America stories. No. There's this other one that the name escapes me. Yeah, hopefully the movies won't do that. The real <laughs> the chosen. Have you read that one? No, the one that's really wacky is after um, Nixon got impeached, mm -hmm. not impeached but resigned, where he becomes like nomad or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, like he becomes like his own. Yeah. He's not even Captain America anymore. That one's a really wacky. And U.S. soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Some of that didn't work. That new that girl then, Bucky from the uh, Heroes Are Born, aka the pre fifty two Marvel universe. Yeah, she's nomad now because she came That's to crazy. Earth six one six. That's kind of nuts, isn't it? Yeah. That's the last I heard. Anyway, I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time. Do you know? I haven't read a lot of Marvel. You know, As of I was now. thinking about this. Steve Rogers asked if he could. If it's too late to go to the bathroom, I would have already gone to the bathroom by this point. Because <laughs> I would have been just like, oh it my god. It's okay, it would have evaporated. Because of yeah. all the You are true. God, I love how uh, Coward Stark's sunglasses look so cool. Yeah. It's always looking good. Steven! He's like the only person that calls him Steven. 
Yeah. It's because he's the mentor. That's true. Okay. Just keep going. I love this. Well, that's just awesome, you know? Yeah. I mean, to, to stand for America means you have to have the ingenuity to keep fighting. Yeah. And he does this perfectly. And I don't know if people have that philosophy about America anymore, but it's good this movie captures it. Yeah. And she's scared crapless. I don't blame her. No kidding. And that makes me feel like she lost people before in the war. This yeah. is that concern about them. And here's that Captain America bar. Yes. That's just as iconic as the Superman theme. Do you want to just stand up in the theater? Like stand like you're doing the Pledge of Allegiance. But they bust out that music. Hydra. Hydra. Where were you on this one, Thor? I'm sorry. I was enjoying my father's palace. I was, I was fighting the frost giants on Jotunheim with the warriors three and Lady Sif. And of course, they have his shirt off, of course. What is this, Smallville? Turn off Tom Welling's stuff? Well, you know superheroes. Does that really Chris Evans? That part. The muscular version. It's more Chris Evans than the skinny man. Yeah. Herc's thing new right away. He just kind of looks at him. Oh. That's horrid. That was horrid. There was so much confusion. He shot a Michael Petty. <laughs> oh, another Michael Petty is down. Man, that's awesome she ran in the, she can run in those skirt and heels. There's that guy, oh my god. I love this. Where he points at him. The one of the most important things they taught me in film school with screenwriting is show don't tell. Yeah. And that was perfect example of that. To capture that moment. And he shoots an old lady, that's horrid. This Look is Look at this. This is like crazy. This is like so old school. No kidding. Like 1930s it gangster movie. Almost like The Incredibles. Yeah. And well, I mean, and The Incredibles is very Golden Age-like. Yeah. They're very oh, captured. Yeah. That got me excited. This is like a Golden Age comic. Yeah. This is so cool. I mean, that, that was what had me so excited about this movie. Was that it was going to capture the Golden Age. That we're going to see some of those really cool old comics on screen. Well, and honestly, this is... One of two movies we got last year that was like that. There was this, and there was Super 8. Yeah, oh yeah. They both like, oh, so good because of how not only old school they were, but how accurate it was. Oh yeah, they recaptured. They recaptured time periods that were really iconic in America's history. Yeah. And this is just... And, and again, the Golden Age doesn't really hold up in comics anymore, per se. Except for the occasional flashback. Yeah. Which they do in the Captain America comics really well. But um, for the screen, I think it still holds up really well. Oh, I yeah. think it's really cool looking. I think people underestimate it. Oh, yeah. And I hope this movie kind of, and, and Super 8, kind of starts that standard of 
throwing back to those time periods. And I think we're going to see more of that in the coming years. I, I agree. So. I hope there are flashbacks in Captain America 2, because I know Captain America 2 takes place in our yeah. timeline. Well, according to one of news, uh, Nico's News with Nico reports, they are going to have flashbacks. Okay, They're good. talking to the actors about coming back. Okay, good. And that includes Tommy Lee Jones. And Peggy? Yes. Okay. I wonder if she'll come back and play Sharon. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Kind of, she just talks with an American accent. Yeah, and has Jeez. blonde hair. Right. Except rumor has it the the girl they show at the end of the film, but it cuts to the future is. Her. That would be interesting. I could do that. Because they look kind of similar in a way too. I could dig it. But we'll see. They could change. You know how these things are from movie to movie. Yeah. I mean, we thought uh, Terrence Howard was going to play War Machine, and then what happened? Yeah. Here comes Don Cheadle, so... But he was better. Yes, Don he was. was I mean, And I would say Haley Atwell, who plays uh, Peggy Carter here, would be better Sherry Carter, too. Just because of the how well she was in this movie. Well, remember the Rachel Dawes thing in the Batman movies, yeah. too. Well, that's because nobody would have taken that scene where she died seriously if it was Katie Holmes. Because Why? of the whole Tom Cruise thing. What whole Tom Cruise thing? Her being married to Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise acting like an idiot because they were together. Jumping on couches on Oprah and weird stuff. What? Never mind. We're going to talk about this when we do <laughs> our road to Dark Knight Rises. Yes, we are. We are going to have a discussion. <laughs> because I need to hear more. I, I'm going to tell you this. It's tabloid stuff. I don't want to waste people's time with it. All right. It's stupid. I love that scene with the kid, though. Just yeah. jumping back a little bit. Where he's like, oh, it's okay, I can swim. Because normally they have to save him. But that's so, like, the ingenuity of the 1940s. Yeah. Like, that was such a, like, slab kind of on today's society, you know? Yeah. It's like, they did things. They took care of their own. And how did he throw there out of the water like that? He's Captain America. He can. No. He doesn't have that much super strength. It was cool. It was the impact of it. Oh, cyanide. That's old school, too. That's a very Nazi thing to do. Yeah. They did that all the time, the double agents. Right, that's why they had it. Awesome. It was, it was iconic of the time period. Mm-hmm. I think they did that a lot in the Captain America comics, actually, too. They did. I believe in the original ones they did, too. And then I think it started getting too graphic or something. Yeah, right. Top. So that was throwback. Kind of like punching Hitler on the first issue of Captain yeah. America. Which and they, the second they, issue. And they referenced that in this. Mm -hmm. Which was Hitler awesome. 200 times. <laughs> There's the Hydra logo. I don't I I don't particularly Hydra like the troopers. shoulders. The, the soldier's outfits. The Hydra Troopers outfits. You don't like them? I just thought it was too futuristic looking. For the time period. They're Hydra Troopers, not stormtroopers. Right. Well, I guess you could get away with more for the PG-13 PG rating. That mm -hmm. you didn't see their faces and stuff. Red Skull's outfit's pretty menacing, though. Mm-hmm. He's so That's creepy. Are they wearing Nazi patches? Yep. You, you see the symbol, right? You do, but oh, they don't guess. show you it often. I'm surprised they said the word. They wouldn't let Joe Johnson use the word in um, 
the Rocketeer. Why? Uh, because they wanted to keep it PG for some reason. There's a problem Nazi with the PG. Isn't I... Again, Disney didn't think it was good. There's a lot of issues and discrepancies about the Rocketeer. There's a lot of things Joe Johnson wanted to do that he couldn't do. And he got really frustrated about it. Well, that he probably got to do in this. Yeah, and he right? did do it in this, yes. He, uh, he got to do a lot of the things he wanted to do in Rocketeer in this. Which is why I was really excited, because he got to do this movie under the pretense he could do whatever he wanted for it. But again, he held back on the Nazi thing because they wanted to make it for world audiences. So it is. Well, and, and ultimately, Red Skull was never really with Hitler. Even in the comics, he was always kind of like that second in command that always wanted to overpower him. Which that and that's trademark out of these comic books, right? Which is why this worked, right? Because in, in comic books, a lot of the secondhand villain always wanted to get one up on their leader. Now, do you think that was a little too futuristic? Because the only complaints I seemed to hear about Captain America were that it wasn't realistic enough for the '40s. Well, you have to understand he's working with Asgardian technology. But the people who I've heard the that's complaints the from don't realize that. And that's that's the issue. I mean, if you're not a comic book fan, you're not going to pick up on that. And, right. and the other thing is a lot of comics in the 40s did have advanced things like that. Yeah. There were such things as laser guns and stuff. Yeah. Yep. This is true. And I like how Peggy maintains Erkstein's goal. Yes. It makes me wonder if Erkstein found her. If he was the one who gave her a chance. Possibly. I mean, he was over in Germany and in Europe. I, I like all the subtle openings for backstory with her that they put in this film. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a good thing they didn't explain a whole lot about her. And the same goes for Tommy Lee Jones' character. Right. You know, we don't know what he'd been through to get him where he is. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Sam Lane. I think this is what they were going for, to be honest. Stark. He's, he's also, he's General Ross, but he's not as convoluted. Yeah. Paper. See, Nazis in New York. This guy is like so straight out of the forties. He's like, he's like, I work for Hollywood. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if this guy's last night was Stern. Oh my <laughs> gosh. He's Senator Stern's like father or something. All right, you ready, Dan? Oh, it's that song that that we love so much. Da 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 da. 
It, I love the classic throwback to the original costume. Yes, yeah. to the cheesy cereals. We're strong and brave here to save the American way. Yeah, we wanted to, but we can't figure it out. We wanted to do a video with a bouncing head going across the screen with the words, doing a sing-along. Come on, this is like a Disney sing-along. Yeah, true. You know, they used to have those Disney sing-along tapes. Because this is sort of a Disney film. So they should put this on the Disney sing-along. By, by the way, we were going to put Lou's head as the bouncing yes. ball that goes yes. from word to word. Yes. So if anyone can do that and send it to us, we'll put it on our YouTube channel, give you full credit. Yes. And we'll even put it on iTunes. Yes, we will. So, yeah. If someone can figure that out, go ahead and do it. Yes. That'd be awesome. God, I love this sequence. It's so great. A lot of people thought it was corny, but I'm like, this we is the golden it, I, age. We sung with it in the theater. Yes. No, we did. It's awesome. But I, I saw it with Paige again, because she wanted to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, Mom, honestly, it's such a campy 40s movie, it's fine. So we were, I was singing this in the theater, it was funny. God, I love this. I mean, the Punch-Out Hitler. Which is the first issue of Captain America, is him punching out Hitler. I know. Awesome. So the fact they threw this in here, oh. It's so great. God, this is the time period, honestly, folks. They were doing stupid stuff like this. To, to, to you know, cheer on the troops of the war. It's true. So this is just... Captain America And those comics. are real comics. I wanted one of those. Who got to keep those from the sets? I don't know. I, don't know. I want one. Those were reprints, by the way. I don't care. But that was a vintage one. I love it smiling in the theater. Yeah. Watching them. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. And, and I mean, at first it had to be exciting. Oh, yeah. And cool. And then he loses his sight. He's like, ooh, a woman. <laughs> and this is where he's going to have an issue with Stark. When he first meets Tony Stark. Because he's going to think... Planning. Him doing all this is ridiculous. Well, let's be honest. Anything that Captain America will throw at Tony and the Avengers, Tony will be like, remember when you did this, this, and this? Yeah. He's like, you did the same thing I did. Yeah, but he's going to have an issue with Stark showboating. Just because of what happens in this scene right here, exactly. Because yeah. it always takes him seriously. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, this goes to the point I was saying earlier, that we look at the 1940s as, like, America's golden age, the finest time of America, but there were still dark parts of this time period. Yeah. And uncertainty, and this, I think, scene captures that perfectly. And I think the same thing could be going on with soldiers in Iraq and countries right now. Yeah. They're fighting war. So I thought this was... Really true to this time period and maybe what's going on now as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dancing monkey. And a lot of people don't know this, but Steve Rogers is supposed to be a very good artist. Yeah. Yeah. Do people thought that was cool how they threw that in? To it. Not a people. A lot of people know that. They just think of Steve Rogers as a soldier. Right. 
Lethal Man, too. Yeah. yeah. And even when he comes back from the... Um, dead? Like eight dead, times. sort of, yeah. Like eight times. They kind of lose the fact that he was an artist. They just kind of have him as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for it raining she like looks awful clean mm -hmm. <laughs> remember Dan it's people holding hoses over <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but I'm like wow her. she looks like she's ready to go to the military ball mm-hmm Now he's realizing the reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, was this her, like, kind of saying, we're desperate, maybe you can do something about this? Yeah. Because, like, she found him on purpose. Yeah. Because she knew she'd inspire him to do it. Yeah. I love that. I love how he referenced the song. I bet Tom Lee and Jones enjoyed that song too. I bet he did. That's what I he sings. But he has it on his iPod like I do. That's what he sings in his shower. Yes. Yeah. That's what I sing in the shower. Yeah. Just saying. In Thor's voice. Who's strong and brave here to save the American way? You kind of lose it there, singing. I know. <laughs> this is hard to sing in the Thor voice. Okay. Isn't it interesting how they give him so much information, but yet they don't want him to go? Okay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you need to be on a plane in 30 minutes to go 30 miles behind Emily Lines. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love that. I know. He's so subtle, but yet humorous. Mm -hmm. And he he really is the best part of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Now she's wet. So yeah. But notice how her makeup is still perfect. No kidding. Yeah. Did you mean it? She's like, yes. yeah. The take off that shirt. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> the... You know, my friend kind of got excited that that was her dressed in the outfit. Yeah. You know, taking the helmet. My friend's like, oh my god, it's her in the outfit. Yeah, Dream it's like Ultimates. Yeah. Ultimate uniform. The original. <laughs> Could we put on some body armor or something? No kidding. They didn't have that much back then, though. That's true. 
Well, he put hopefully he put something underneath the costume. He did what Marty did in Back to the Future Part Three. He took the front end of an iron. I mean, no, of an oven off. Then put it underneath his shirt. So when um, Biff shot him, 19, the 1800s Biff shot him, the bullet wouldn't kill him. Oh, that's fun. Look at that plane. You know what it reminds me of? Padme's ship from <laughs> episode one. It's basically like flying in a aluminum can with wings. Yeah. To the 1940s. Hell, I can. I'm a I'd be so scared to go on an airplane in the 40s. I bet it was bumpy as all heck. No kidding. How are they missing? They're terrible shots. <laughs> it's a movie. I know. All the bad guys are terrible shots in movies. Except for the guy who shot Dr. Erkstein. Yeah, he's, yeah. But then he, then he somehow can't shoot after that. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank, yeah. that's it. No wonder Red Skull gets so angry in this movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nobody can shoot straight. <laughs> I built all these laser cannons and no one can shoot them straight. I love that line where Zola's like, it's not like I can go in there and shoot all the guns. Not the guys. <laughs> oh, dum dum dum. I know. How are they going to explain? That's one thing that perplexes me about comics. Because how that guy's still working for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, how are you still working? How are you? Yeah. He's got to be like 150 in the yeah. comics now. Something like How that. is he? I don't. I don't get that. Is he, is he an alien or there's scroll DNA in him or what? Well, scroll did replace him for a while. In the Ultimates, they explained it that he and Nick Fury were all like um, test soldiers for the Super Soldier Serum. That they all have versions of the Super Soldier Serum in them. Yeah. Maybe that's how they'll explain it here. I don't know. Because Nick Fury was like one of the trial runs. Okay, what was done to him is it decelerated his age. Well, Wolverine was a yes. trial run, too. For Canada. Well, yeah, but it was still the same. Which I don't know what difference Canada thought they could make in the war, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like that hit. Another. Yeah, that is a Thor hit. He would laugh, too. <laughs> You are a fun man, Steve Rogers. I am honored to do battle with you, Steve Rogers. I look forward to us fighting alongside each other in the Avengers. I only have to wait till May 4th. Yeah, Thor and Captain America kind of have the same mentality when it comes to fighting people. They're like playing little goofy Ooh, pranks on people. That's painful. Uh-huh. That's what happens when you're on the wrong side. True. You want to take over the world, you're going to get clunked in the head. Just part of it. Or, you know, your skull's going to get burned. Yeah. Which I, I just never... It makes sense when why you would get on the side of evil. Because ultimately, it's just not going to work out. 
Well, remember the best villains think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. That that's why they don't even realize they're evil. Yeah. What about the henchmen? Come on. True. True. I mean, we figured out how the bad guys are, but the they need better jobs. Yeah. I'm sure they could find something. I mean, I'm sure there's a. Sure, Batman needs like janitors in the Batcave or something. Well, Germany was uh, in a depression, so. So is America. (laughs) Yeah, but they had like serious inflation, worse than we had. (laughs) The French guy. (laughs) Well, they were trying to make this an international film. Well, the Hollywoods are international anyway. Except the uh, no offense with the Asian guy. It really kind of doesn't work. True. But okay. Since you know, it's the time period. I'm sorry, just not that we have anything against that. No, Wu is Korean. Yeah, I know. I found out it'll fit. Well, he's an Amer- He's probably an American. But they were very leery of Asian Americans during the time period. Oh yeah, especially after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, which was you know they unfair. put them in those camps. Right. That's why I'm kind of surprised that they had a yeah Asian guy. But okay. Just the Marvel Universe. I guess there's some quota they need to fill. Now, nope. see, Dub Dug Dugan. Yeah, there were. Fallen War. Besides Nick Fury. Oh. Now, is that guy Nick Fury or not? Which one? The the black guy that's with them. Do they give him a name? No, they never call him by name. Then I can't. I don't know. Is that Nick that Fury guy? or not? Yeah. I don't look know. I'll look it up. See, Dum Dum Dugan is a smart guy. These guys are smart. They went for the tank. <laughs> You're not going to get shot into the tank with a giant laser gun on it. That's true. I mean, think about it. Tank with laser, giant laser gun. Okay. All these other guys like go and try to fight one on one. It's like, what? <clears throat> Why? Go for the tank. Everyone get in the tank. Make it like a giant clown car. I love it how excited he gets when he sees Captain America. Fighting, yeah. It's like he's almost looking for a rival. But he is looking for a rival. To test his power. We are ultimate. (laughs) Johan Schmick. He's so excited. Even Zola kind of hates Captain America. No, know who the black guy is? Cool. Gabe Jones. Gabe Jones. You know who that is, right? Fresh, refresh my memory. He w- well, obviously fought during um, World War II like he did. He fought with yeah. Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. He's one of the Howling Commandos. Yeah, but he um, he was part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. when Captain America came back in the 60s. Oh. And he helped him get reacquainted and... He's later killed by a, in a battle of Hydra. Oh. Yeah. I hope we get a character like that in the Avengers who helps Tony get reacquainted. I think Fury's going to kind of do that a little bit. Yeah, I think Fury's going to be the main guy with that. Which is cool. Because Sam Jackson is about as awesome as Tommy Lee Jones when it comes to being a leader. Mm-hmm. By the way, Jim Morita, the Japanese guy. Yeah. He actually is Japanese. Oh, right. <laughs> well, okay. I didn't know that either. 
cool. That, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Back then, that they were, you know, well, even, yeah, whoever absolutely. the writer was establishing that. Well, they were all different nationalities. Cool. Which was really cool. That's a good. That was a really good idea. Yeah. You know, for the kids reading the comics, saying, you know, people of different nationalities aren't exactly, especially you know, Asian Americans back then. That's 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 really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like um, cutting age, like Green Lantern, Green Arrow comics. Yes. Was really dealt with a lot of serious political issues such as racism. Yes. Bucky. I love those clocks. Yeah. The countdown clocks. They are pretty cool. They're, that's so. You know, they didn't have analog. They had digital clocks. 76 analog. That's so James Bond. Did you know Anna Zola was in the Nick a- Nick Fury Agent of Shield movie? Oh really? Yeah. With David Hasselhoff? Yeah. I heard that's hilarious. My birthday is the so same cheesy. as David Hasselhoff's. Oh, that's cool. I feel so special. You know, I love their fortress. It's so like retro. Like, it's big and huge, built with lots of uh, unnecessary walkways. Yes. Oh, and when he punches Cap's shield. And puts the dent in it. Yeah, so cool. That's awesome. Do you know with um, Red Skull's face, like, starting to come off and unravel? Mm -hmm. I wish they would have done some of the stuff that they did with the Joker in the first Batman movie. The uh, the Jack Nicholson. Yeah, when he painted himself, like with regular flesh, got Batman like throws the water on him or whatever. Yeah. And he's like partially has his skin. I like the actual red skull. Yeah, no, I'm saying to build up to it. Oh. That like pieces. Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. Or kind of like what they do with Metallo. Yeah. In Superman the animated series, where he rips part of his skin. Yes. That would be cool if they did some of that kind of stuff. That would be very cool. What I don't understand is how the supervillains in the comics with the skull heads, like Red Skull and Black Mask, I don't understand how they live. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. What what do you mean? Well, I mean, their heads are their skulls, correct? Right. So then where's all the muscle and stuff to move your body? Well, well, technically... With Red Skull, his, his face is... His flesh is technically burned off. Black okay. mask, I can see where it's weird. Because it is like a mask. It's, it's like lace, latex. Yeah. Over his face. Which, it, he really technically shouldn't be able to survive. His skin should suffocate. Because he's covered in latex. Because that's how they uh, kill... In the movie Goldfinger... Uh, a girl gets killed by their painting her gold, and her skin suffocates and she dies. That's and, and it really could happen. If Nico was here, he'd explain the science behind it. But didn't they do that in the old Mission Impossible's with like the face changing stuff? Yeah, well, they didn't kill anybody doing that. Okay. But they could change faces. Yeah. They still do that in a. In the movies come out now with Tom Cruise. They oh, do, do the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Except in the fourth one, the machine breaks. So they can't use it. That's dumb. No, it's cool what they come up with to get away with it. Though. So. Oh. You know, it's like the, in the third movie, it works really well. To the fourth one, it breaks. Kind of like the Millennium Falcon not really working. Then the second Star Wars. Okay. Kind of thing. It does work, it just hyperdrives Yeah, hyperdrives out. That gets fixed at the end of that one, right? Yeah, they fix it at the end. Lando fixes it. I always forget if they fix it at the end of Empire or at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. No, at the end of Empire. Okay. Because that's how they escape Cloud City. Which do you think is the better, Empire, Return of the Jedi, or New Hope? A lot of Empire. people say Empire. Empire is good. Empire is a great setup for Jedi. Because I, I like Return of the Jedi the best, personally. Yeah. There were some... Th Jedi... Empire had better character moments than Jedi. Yeah. And, and that's because Jedi was done by a lack of a veteran director. Who? Richard Marquand. Was the guy's name? Hmm. So, it was originally going to be Spielberg. Interesting. Anyhow, I I, I like it that the she's a true female believer. Well, believers. True. She's a perfect superhero love interest. Yeah. A lot like Lois Lane, got yeah. Smallville. Yeah. Strong, independent, but and still dependent. Yeah. Well, and the eternal believer, you know. Yeah. She believes in him. Oh, well, here's that march again. He for yes. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is a proud moment, though. Bum, ba, ba, I mean, this is... Bum, bum. And, and there's stories from the war. I mean, maybe not this many people, but there's stories in war of this kind of thing happening. Yeah. Where they came back against the gods. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's a cool moment. Also, all this technology they find, how much you want to bet that helps start S.H.I.E.L.D. up? Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Look at Bucky. Huh. Yeah. Kind of works. There's that jerk. That he jerk soldier. He has a Flash Thompson moment. He, he is Flash around. Thompson. He's dear good tops on his father. Ooh. Okay. He's like, maybe I was right about the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's glad he was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't call my ride. Someone should just yell, Kiss her, darn it. It's there. It's there. Yeah. A lot of the trailers and stuff we see for the Avengers, he's not wearing his mask. That's that's cool. Have you noticed that? I think his mask is kind of corny looking. In, in the Avengers trailer. I think it's fine. It looks better in this movie than yeah. I think in the Avengers movie. 
I agree. Uh, that's what kind of made me mad. I was like, just leave it the same. I know. Stanley. Yes. I thought he'd be taller. He's everybody. <laughs> Stanley can do anything in Stanley the Marvel universe. Is eternal. Except he dies in the Hulk movie, kind of. He doesn't. That's the hospital. That's it. He tries to pick up Thor's hammer. He's. He's the true villain of the Avengers movie. Because oh, Stanley. Oh, it's actually Stanley. Because he's been everywhere. If that's what it turned out to be, I would laugh so hard. That would be the best. It was an all inside joke. That would be so funny. And it turns out the end, Stanley's reading a comic book to a little boy or something. That'd be awesome. Wasn't MI6 officially called something else back then? I don't think MI6 existed back then. They were they came out of the war. Well, let me look it up. I think. Because James Bond is an MI6. And James Bond became a secret agent after coming out of World War II. According to the books. They were books before movies? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they that. came out way before the movies. They came out like the... The 50s, I think. 50s, early 60s. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, the book series is still going. Formed in 1909. Oh, okay. Well, they may be wrong. They were the Secret Intelligence Service. Okay. The SIS or MI6. I think the idea of secret agents kind of came later on, though. Mm-hmm. That role. Or at least knowledge about that role. Yeah. Thank you, Internet, for clearing that yes, up. Yes, thank you. Glad to know. That's awesome. This reminds me of almost like a Batman Nightwing sort of scene. Yeah. Don't you think? Not Batman yeah. and Robin. Batman and Nightwing. Yeah. Well, it kind of turned into that a little bit when Captain America came back to life after Civil War. Yeah. In the comics, and, and Bucky kind of took over as Captain America. And he kind of let him do his thing. I like how this is like a a twist. Yeah. On the scene in the beginning where mm. everyone was looking at Bucky and that. Now they're all looking at him. And why doesn't he make a move here? See, Steve is still thinking that she's talking to Bucky somewhat. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't see himself as... I'm in this one turning into a nightmare. Love that. Well, it is. It's like the whole world changed on him. And I wonder if that's going to transform into jealousy later on. I think Bucky and Peggy married. Ooh. Like in the Ultimates universe. That could happen. That wouldn't shock me at all. If it goes there. Oh, wait. It would shock me because Bucky fell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Never it's mind. all Winter Soldier. Never mind. He married, she married Stark. No. But they were never able to average. No. That could happen. We don't know who That's true. Thomas. No, they said that it was Maria Stark. Did they? Yeah. 
Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they did. I think in the opening of first Iron Man. When they told us history. How do you spell her name? Maria. M-A-R-I-A. It's Stark. Do you... What's your thought on this scene here? When the girl makes the move on him. Jenny, I mean... I think he would know what was going on here. Dang it, you're right. My opinion on this scene is, um... I, I just don't know if it's, it was kind of out of character by this point, because I thought he learned his lesson. He didn't really get all into it as she did, though. Oh, okay. It's more like, I'm going to be able to kiss Captain America. You know? Uh. Fun doing. I love that. <laughs> It was just complications in the relationship. I guess it was trying to keep them apart in a Joss Whedon kind of way. <laughs> Joss Whedon did not have his hand in this movie. I refuse to believe that. I love Joss Whedon, but it is it is very typical sexual tension of a TV show, where signals get mixed all over the place. Do you fondue, Michael? I do fondue. Or does Thor? Thor does fondue as well. Many times on Asgard with Sif. I like how they make a Stark a... Complicated guy. No, uh, Steve Rogers Q from James Bond who gives him all the gadgets. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I could see him meeting Tony Stark and be like, Oh, hey, you're my gadget guy. What are you going to build me now? Because Stark is like, I, Steve Rogers, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I fight. Jeez. What if it didn't work? <laughs> she would feel bad. Because she was bad. No kidding. Don't tick off a girl. Like what my mom would do. Don't tick off a girl who's been through war. No. God, this is a throwback to 1960s Captain America with the motorcycle. Yes. Because that was a big thing in the 60s. I think they actually sold the Captain America action figure with a... And can I say that Captain America's shield is like one of the coolest weapons ever? Yes. Like, in the video games that I've played... With Captain America in it, I'm always just unloading with that shield. Yes. Like Ultimate Avengers. Yeah. If you play that game, no, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. If you play that game, yes. I always put him in the back and just chuck the shield all over. Yes. To just the wipe people out. For that game, really is <laughs> Spider-Man, Wolverine, Captain America, and Iron Man. Yes. Or, or Thor. Well, Spider-Man, once you get advanced him enough, yeah. to get the webs and you could like chuck people around. Yeah. I've done that, and then Cap Captain America throws shield. At the same time, you unload on people. I know. But Wolverine, <laughs> he's Wolverine. 
Yeah, Wolverine just goes through everybody. He's my favorite character in the X-Men Legacy games. So you put those together. and But it's funny, you take all those characters and you're you're tearing up on like Doctor Doom and like villains that really you shouldn't even be able to fight with Captain America and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> Tyler Jones. See? But no, you're right. Yeah. And you can still beat him as Spider-Man. That's something actually right out of um, the comics. Well, and him carrying that picture of Peggy. That was a traditional thing of World War Two. Yeah. Oh, there's the shield. I thought you were talking about Bucky being a sniper. Bucky is that's right on the comics too. Yeah. I'm glad they included that. And if he does come back as Winter Soldier, I want to see a scene where he tries to snipe Captain America. You know. This is sweet. Little sniper scene. Yeah. Blowing up that tank, which looks bigger than it should be. Yeah. You are crazy. But you know. That's become a huge internet meme. What? The you are failing thing. <laughs> Whenever someone says something wrong, people say that now. Just like you the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor. Wrong! <laughs> it's the, they're doing that now with that. It's hilarious. You know, it, that could have really been a big tank. Because that, that is a thing in Golden Age. During World War II. When things don't work, the crazy Golden Age scientist keeps building bigger things. Yeah, true. This is good. That's Darth Vader right there. Just taking out the hedgehog. Fourth choke. By the way, you were right about Maria Stark. Okay, I did say. I'm kind of upset because I kind of would. That would have been interesting. Yeah. That kind of would have ticked him off too. Oh yeah. That would have been another. Oh yeah. Slight against Tony. What? I wonder if that'll be a thing though. I wonder if he'll think that Tony. It's Peggy's son. Uh, oh, that's interesting. And he finds out later that <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, my dad liked to fondue all the time. That's what he tells. That would be good. Just to mess with him. This is pretty cool. Well, Loki could also mess with him and make him yeah think that because you know what'd be really creepy say. is if Loki like does a scene where he shows. Uh, yeah, hallucination. Oh, but if he did that, he would have to show Betty. He would have to show Pepper and Jane. Not necessarily. But I want I'd feel cheated otherwise. But that's how he gets into Captain America's head. He shows some people from the past. True. And he might do different things depending on each character. Yeah. That would be very cool. Or he tells him that he's still out there. Oh. Like he finds out in the Avengers movie. Still yeah, in. that's sweet. That's how it ends. That's pretty sweet. This is a cool scene. Yes, this is very cool. And Chris Evans did jump on the train. He did. Oh yeah, that's awesome. He did most of the scene himself. He did as much as he could within reason and safety. And again, that jumping on the train probably wasn't as big of a jump as they made it seem. Probably not. Yeah. This is crazy. I love how that Zola has the microphone. Yes. Can he be trying the control booth? Yeah, uh, again. Talking to people, yeah. And I like that Captain America's using a gun. Yeah, well, he does. I mean, it's, it's war. Yeah, exactly. And he explains it. He explains that. Because normally he doesn't. No, and he explains that in the comics really well. 
Where he's yeah. like, it was war. Everyone was fighting. We had to... There was no choice. It's kind of like the idea with the Green Lanterns. When they took off the kill order. Yeah, and they let them use yeah. lethal force. They let them use for lethal force of the Snyder Corps. It's war. There was really no other option. Right. Okay, Captain America says it's, it's a whole different battle when you're out on the streets being a superhero compared to fighting in a war. Right. Can he make... Which is why, I don't know, do you think he'll use a gun in the Avengers? I, I think when it I gets, don't. I think when it gets crazy with the aliens, he will. Okay. And he'll explain it for the same reason he explains in the comics. Do you think he'll use one of those guns, like the Red Skull gun? I don't know what he'll use. He, S.H.I.E.L.D. might have some weapons now that, that he might use True. to help fight. That was a little corny. Super corny. Yeah. Are you kidding? That was too fake for me. I, I, well, the death, that is a great way to get away with him still being alive. A fall and not knowing what happened. too fast. That was like yeah. Greece getting killed in Sarah Connor Chronicles fast. Yeah. But you don't necessarily know what happened to him. But we know Derek Reese died. Yeah. Because Bucky has a giant fall in... The comics when he supposedly yeah when he jumps off kill, the yeah. plane or no when the missile the plane blows up yeah the plane blows up and he's on it yeah and he loses his arm right he becomes a Russian soldier so he could have fell true this scene is funny he thinks he's gonna be get, be tortured. <laughs> they probably put blood on the floor. Just to mess with him. I mean, Lee Jones put it there. Just to mess with him. Yeah. He would. This is so like his character in U.S. Marshals. When I... Uh, it's fugitive. When I watched this for the first time at home on my Blu-ray, I, was, I, had, I took out a piece of steak, put it in the microwave, and ate it at, during the scene. Because <laughs> I had to. It just adds to it. It just felt so good. Yeah. He's like, what do you think? We're German? No kidding. For the Nazis? We're going to do that to you? Yeah. And then he eats it. Yeah. I'd, I'd do the same thing, though. I'll be honest. Well, he's a little ticked at him. Yeah. I mean, he killed one of his men. Yeah. Well, and over the course of the two years that... Yeah. This takes place. He must have got really close to these guys. Yep. Plus, he, he kind of put out the head on Erkstein, who he was close to before. True. That would be awkward. <laughs> I love that. He knows he's screwed. He's trying to play it tough, but it's not working. I wonder what happens to him after this. He becomes the robot Zola. Yep. How much you want to bet? That's his Captain way of America escaping. Too. If they can't get Red Skull, that's who they'll yeah. bring in. Him or... Uh, this is freaky here. They could bring in Crossbones. Yeah... 
He's become a big Captain America villain. That yeah, just not his daughter. Don't do sin. She's kind of well, annoying. She is annoying. Although she has ties to Loki. No, that's right. I don't know. I, I don't know how much they're gonna do Captain America villains. They'll probably do Crossbones and Zola. Oh, and this is another something that reminds me of uh, Superman the M8 series. Or Batman the M8 series. The big flying wing. Yes. Because it's a Batman Superman movie. Yes. With the, With the Joker. Joker. Yeah. He paints it as a smile. Yes. No pudding. At this point, he probably is. <laughs> Love that. Yes. <laughs> That's what we got to do commentary on that movie. Oh, there's so much of that show we have to do commentary on. We will. It's disgusting. We will. This summer, guys. Oh. Yeah, I think we'll just do... Why bother recording episodes? We're just... With the script and everything, we'll just do commentaries. It's all summer. Yeah. Besides regular movie reviews. Yeah. Hell, hi, John. This is... That's Hell, freaky. That is freaky. Bad yeah. guys doing that. What was, like, the Nazi thing? Like, I know they did the hand up. Yeah, thing. that's that's pretty what much it. What did they say? Hail Hitler? Isn't that what they yeah. said? Yeah. Hail Hitler. German. Heil. Heil. Did they say Heil? Hitler? I think so, yeah. Something like that. And I tell you, all bad guys have a flying wing. All good bad guys. Yeah. All true Especially villains. Golden Age. They use flying wigs. Only the. True villains have a flying That's so vintage Whether you're age. Green Goblin, Lax Luthor, the Joker, or Red Skull. They always put Superman up against a flying wing. Because it's, it's awesome. Maybe Zod will have a flying wing in Man of Steel. Why would he need a flying wing? Because it's awesome. Because he's General Zod. Because I want to see Superman fight a flying wing. Kneel before Zod. I don't care. If he doesn't say that in the movie, I would have pissed. All right. Now, this is another good scene yes. between Peggy and Steve. Can I think this is setting up too? Yeah. With or, what she says about revenge here. Mm -hmm. I love how he can't get drunk. Yes. <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny too. Kind of stinks. He could win against Tony Stark. Well, Thor would actually win against both of them, probably. And this is a good scene for him. Especially because he wanted to fight in the war so bad. Yeah, and they realized like what he wanted was well, he that wanted one is cracking his country, but he didn't realize how hard it would be. Right, and I don't really think he's resolved this problem, even no. at the end of this film. No, I think the second film is going to be a lot more about that. Yes, and what's going to be worse on him, because the one person that was someone helping him deal with the issue, which was Peggy in that scene, gone. is gone. So is the general guy. So Stark. Everyone is so gone. So he's really going to be. So ultimately, in the end, he may realize that he needs people like Stark and Thor and all those people yeah. to kind of help him embrace yeah. the world again. Yeah. Well, and if you, and we okay. we've both seen Ultimate Avengers. Right. Yeah, their Black Widow was kind of that role in that movie for him. True. And I mean, that's a good plot line. Yeah. I mean, it was good for that movie. Right. And Ultimate Avengers too is pretty good too. Yeah. Well, actually, she's a love interest for Bucky. Yeah, I know. In the comics. Which would be interesting in Captain America. Well, would it be interesting if she had Cap kind of have a thing in the movie? And then they go, I don't know. 
No, I'd rather. I, I, I would see Peggy Carter. I mean, Sharon Carter, but. Doesn't Sharon Carter, like, have Steve Rogers' baby? And then it's yes. killed. Though so she's not killed, the baby is killed. She has a miscarriage. Because of sin, right? Yeah, sin stabs her in the stomach. I rem I have that issue. Yeah, I do too. I've read it. This is so awesome, motorcycle chase. Did they make a Harley Davidson commercial out of this? Yes. So Some of this is out of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. No Where kidding. they have a big motorcycle. Which is one of the probably one of the best motorcycle chases on film, but this was this was pretty darn this good. Pretty good. The Dark Knight is pretty good. Well his motorcycle could do all these things in the comics. So I'm really glad we got to see him go all out. Oh yeah. And I love the idea of and it, that was an idea in the comics of his shield being able to like sit on the front of his motorcycle. Yeah. To protect him. Well, honestly, I mean, this isn't uh, unlike anything we have seen in uh, Dark Knight. Wouldn't either. that be fun to throw a shield at a guy? Could just have level him, up? like he does. Oh man, yes. I'm sorry. Fight. Look so awesome. It is. Oh my gosh. I think it's gonna look even better in the Avengers movie. Just fighting. I think the technology. Okay, is gonna honestly, be... why doesn't he just take him out with his shield? Because I think he wanted them to take him to the base, on purpose. He was letting himself get captured. Well, I think that too, but because he knew that um, Red Skull's ego wouldn't allow him to be killed. Yep. By anyone but Red Skull. Yeah. Which is a typical Golden Age villain thing, too. Why is his neck red, too? His whole body's red. No, it's not. In the comics, it is. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up again. He goes, he goes completely... I thought... His flesh burns off. I thought it was only his face. It's kind of like, and people are going to say, this is a goofy reference. You'll get a kick out of it. It's kind of like Lord Zed. <laughs> See, yep. <laughs> See, it's his ego. It's all he is. Mm -hmm. He can't stand it that, you know, the formula worked on him, to be honest. Yeah. I'm schedule. 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 So German villain. I'm surprised that hasn't gone all over the internet too. What? That I'm on a tight schedule. 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 Man, that's so awesome. Dum dum with the shotgun. Dum dum, give me gum gum. Oh yes. We have a night at the museum reference in this episode. We have that's everything great. reference in here. We have referenced a lot of stuff. History. But it's all within context. Captain America, Thor. It is. So it works. Uh, we're unloading. You know, there is a story. Bring on the troops. There is a story in um, Tales of Suspense. Yeah. Where Iron Man and Captain America team up to fight Red Skull, who is possessing the Cosmic Cube. Interesting. So, I'm, I don't know. 
we could see that story come. God, wouldn't it be horrid to get taken out by one of those beams? Yes. Man. Your old body just disintegrates. Whoa. Red Skull. Yes! Yes! Tommy Lee with the shotgun. Don't mess with him. Boom. I wish he would have got an equipment Red Skull. Okay, this you'll find kind of creepy. The Red Skull in uh, the Ultimate Universe? Yeah. He's the illegitimate son of Captain America and Gale Richard. That's messed up. Isn't that? And he cut off his own face. That's why he has a red skull. Why, why, why is he evil? I, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that? That's just messed up. Yeah. But why did his mother get Bucky react? Uh, whatever. That's confusing. <laughs> I don't know. Cosmic Cube. See, we just need a Tales of Suspense movie with him as the villain and Iron Man and Captain America to... Because I want to see that... Iron Man 2? Uh, Iron Man 3? Iron Man 4 at this point? Iron Man 4, yeah. Iron well, they Man said essentially Captain. that they're just going to do movies on story arcs eventually. That's the that's the plan. Is the apparently house. Avengers three is supposed to be Civil War. Oh really? That's what the last thing. They're gonna heard. make that mini. Holy why, crap! Why not? They're turning this into like the James Bond franchise. Yeah, who knows how long it'll last though? Oh my gosh! And remember how many movies they're signed on for? I know it's ridiculous. Look how long that driveway is. He runs. Oh my gosh. Who has a driveway that long? But you have to think that's a huge plane. Like the the force you have to take to take it off. But still. And it's the 1940s. Okay, true. It's bad it's bad guys in the golden age. Everything is big and ridiculous. Get over the top. True. He's like, let's see how good Germans make their cars. Apparently very good. Like a Batmobile. Tommy Lee Jones could drive the Batmobile. Okay, do you think a period piece Batman movie would be cool? I don't know. I'm not kissing. When that. I think of Golden Age, really, in terms of really vintage and cool looking, Superman and Captain America is it for me. I think a lot of early Batman's kind of goofy. No, original Batman. Bat, but that's more like a noir film. I mean, to me. I mean, I mean like before. Yeah, nineteen forties and thirties. That's more like a noir film to me. Yeah. Than, than more of a golden age film. And, and Nolan stuff is more like a neo noir, which means it's like modernized, but it has themes that were in noir films. Yeah. And if you know what I mean by noir films, that's like, like Private Eye films. Not like the noir like Maltese. No. Like Melty's Falcon and stories where you know it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. But like I think, this movie. Yeah, but the Golden Age in a way is inspiring. And this movie does have a lot of inspiring moments. Yes. And the ending isn't necessarily tragic. 
Why do they write the names of all the cities in English and not German? I, I just want to... Yeah. <laughs> that That's a good point. How it should have ended... Have you, you know, have I you think there's both? a... Uh... Have you seen those? No. How it should have ended? They're a big YouTube hit. And they just remake movies on how they should have ended. They make a good point about that. It's really funny. Well, you know, if you think about it... Those missiles... Or or planes or whatever the heck they are. <laughs> Once it exploded, I think I think this is out of a Superman um, comic. No, oh animated film, the Fletcher film. Oh, where they label the bombs. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Huh. I I forget the I forget the name of the one. But it, it's the Japanese scientist. I know exactly. And he takes the plane, about. and they're all labeled. That's what it's from. Is that the? Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And if you have it, they're on DVD. Check out the old like 1940s Ooh. Fletcher serials. And honestly, you oh. can get them at Goodwill. They have them for yeah. like two bucks at Goodwill. They're really good. Oh my gosh. Oh, awesome. how that one guy died. Oh, yeah, I know. That's brutal. There's a painful deaths in this movie. But the propeller, the propeller trick, that's right out of 1940s serials, too. Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones did that. No, usually it's on the front of the plane. Yeah. But they're trying to make them look... Uh, campy? Not campy, but... Sleek. How does the how does the bomb not go off on impact? That's another thing I want to know. See, it, I don't really know if they're missiles or what they are. They're bombs. Are they bombs? Yeah. Then why do they have cockpits? So that they're like suicide bomber things. Yeah. Uh, but more. It's efficient. like on Superman Returns. Like, why did you, your right mind would you attach a space shuttle to a commercial okay, airline? Okay. Okay. Honestly. We can't even compare anything to Super Red Returns because why in your right mind would you make that movie? Okay, true. <laughs> okay, you got me there. That that and Batman and Enough Robin. said. So enough said. Why didn't he have a gun? She should have taken a guy's gun. I know. He wasn't yeah. thinking. At least they're both super soldiers, so they're yeah. equally matched. Do you know what else this reminds me of? Vandal Savage. Yes. In the... Justice League season one finale, Savage Time. Oh. Savage I Time. Say Justice League Doom, but Well, it's more like Savage Time. But Green Lantern fights Panel Savage. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh man, Steve. Okay. If you're fighting a guy. Why would you go at the cockpit? Because it's a movie. But he could have controlled that blow. You can tell that. <laughs> it's almost like his, he gets carried away to this fight because he's so obsessed with the revenge. A little bit. That he's clouded by the revenge yeah. over Bucky. And it's almost he causes his own downfall.
and honestly, Michael, I thought it was going to happen. Um, he was going to make a bigger mistake than he did at the end of this. What do you think? He well, was I, I just really him? thought. No, I really thought he was going to get really carried away with fighting Red Skull, and ultimately he was going to cause his own demise here, Captain America, because of his anger about his obsession with revenge. I thought it was going to be made much more blatant. Because it's kind of hinted at here that his obsession with revenge caused him to die. But we don't really know. Nine realms. Now, was he transported off of Earth? Is this what happens here? There's no way that killed him. Did he just go up the, um, what's the it called? The Rainbow Bridge? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the Bifrost. The Bifrost, yeah. The Bifrost? Yeah, did he just get up, sucked up the Bifrost? Yes, he did. Okay, that's what you're thinking, Solar. And Hemdale found him. Yeah. Because I, I wonder if that's how Loki found the other way out. Good point. Good daddy. Through the reactivation of the cube. Yeah. No doubt. Because I'm wondering if Red Skull's with him. It is possible. That's what starts it all. Does his past come back to haunt him? It'd be a surprise if Red Skull showed up. Haha, <laughs> he thinks Schmidt's dead. See, I really thought that Steve was going to cause us. Was going to cause his own demise. Or something would happen here. This lighting right here looks like the lighting at the end of the Grinch movie. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. At the top of Mount Crumpet? Well, essentially the, the idea, I think, what they're going for. Because he's going to heaven. Wow. I mean, you know... <laughs> Not really. I know it's kind of silly, but Maybe. it's like it's kind of like he's going to a more epic place like Valhalla. Valhalla, home of the gods. <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's your heaven there, Thor. Yes. I visit Valhalla a lot. Then I come back to the land of the living. And that picture thing—that's out of the Rocketeer too. That's. Does the Rocketeer die? No. But he's a pilot. He's a pilot and he puts his girlfriend's picture oh. on the cockpit. She get useless so to kidnapped a, a lot? She gets kidnapped once in the movie. Shocker. Yeah. It's not really uselessly. Okay, good. Know what I missed about this scene? What? I missed once he went in there, I wanted it to show one week later and her being at that club. Yeah. That's what I missed. Yeah, there needed to be something like that. It cut forward too quick. Yeah. She needed more of an ending than she got. They really should have, after this, just cut to the credits and at the end do future stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give it more power. No, no, I think the last shot should have been um, when they show the kid running off the comic. The what? When the kid runs off with the comic, with the he dresses Captain America. 
Oh yeah. I I thought that was just a better shot. Yeah, I can. And then cut to that, and then to all the future stuff. I agree. And Tommy Lee Jones's face when they find out he's dead is so oh, it's just a punch in the gut. Okay, how does that not set off the bombs? I don't know. <laughs> like, and I picture Tony Tommy Lee Jones' character dying just a sad man because, yeah. like, you know, Sadly, yeah. the one true hope for the world that you know the He's best man he knew didn't survive the war. Yeah. And and I think he's gonna blame himself. But I'm glad we did see this. Oh yeah. The winning of the that's war. That's why I'm saying it needed to end this way. Yes. Just because that's an important part. And, and we have to know that his sacrifice was worthwhile. Right. Which is what. The and this is nice. But Peggy should have been there. Like yeah. the club scene should have been tied in to yes. that scene. And they give her a hint that she had some kind of hope. Oh, Stark finds the cube. Yes. And with this scene, I'm going to say that some of Tony Stark's relationship with his father was hurt because he was looking, Howard Stark was looking for Captain America. Which we talked about right. before. And I, I don't think he felt that there was a better man out there than Captain America. And unfortunately, he didn't get to see that in his own son. Right. Or no, his son was even capable of it. Who became as good a man as Captain America. Right. Which is what the next movie's going to be. Avengers is going to be about for Captain for Iron Man. Yeah. Is about him realizing that he can be as good of a man. Mm -hmm. and, and Cap acknowledging that. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is kind of your closing scene with her. But still, it wasn't enough, I don't it think. It should have been the club instead. It, 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 there needed to be more closure for her. Because they may explain what happens. But you're right. This right here should have been yeah. the best shot. Because it, it is. It's, it's like the end of the Golden Age kind of thing. You know, we're moving on. I agree. To the end, and those kids grow up, and comics get passed on. That kind of idea. Because yeah. there should have been any credits right there. Yeah, I agree. And the screen almost was black for too long. Like, people started to get up. Oh, really? Like, that was at least 30 seconds. Yeah. Maybe longer. That would have done, I would have done, you know, 10, 20 seconds. It's really weird. It's almost surreal. Yeah. Plus, to him, it's like 30 seconds. That's kind of scary. And it kind of is out of place for the feel of this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very sci-fi theme. And this movie really wasn't a sci-fi film. Right. Oh, it's just like... Well, I mean, Captain America really is a man out of his own time. Yeah. And, but that and should have been the next movie. And I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but that could be very well why... He's a better man. Yeah. True. See, I thought that was Black Widow at first, and I realized. No, it I, wasn't I did too. Funny. Somebody asked me that. That I watched the movies, this movie with when I saw it the first time. I'm like, you people are confusing me. It's she should have been blonde. Yeah. But supposedly this is Peggy, but I don't know. Not Peggy, Sharon. I mean Sharon. I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
She looks like her. I, I, I love this. I don't think this is what they're ultimately going to go with. I love this. I was at that game. Yeah. Well, and it, it is to show his, he's intelligent. It's like the flag thing. Do you know? Yeah. He He's made to be able to see through illusions. Yeah. And that may be helpful in the Avengers movie with Loki. You know, he might have instincts to be able to know what's reality and fiction. Mm -hmm. Reality and a trick. Oh. Oh, man. Could you imagine walking out there to the middle of all this? No. American kidding. Eagle? What the heck is that? <laughs> McDonald's? You gonna buy a burger? Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> Let's go get a Royale with cheese. You want a big kahuna book? Do you know he freaks out in the Ultimates comics because he thinks the Nazis won because a black man is like a higher higher authority figure. That's funny. In, in the comic, in the Ultimate comics, it's kind of mean. Because that's not, I know, but it's it's just that's funny. It wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Cause then he explains that they won. And he's like, no, they didn't. I love how the cars they drive are all like product placement. <laughs> like everything in this movie, all this is product. Well, I don't know why he made such a scene out of it. Like Fury standing in the middle of the street. Like everyone's gonna know. Who's that big guy with the eye patch? No kidding. Directed by Joe Johnson. And that's how Joe Johnson looks when he's directing a film. <laughs> Just like Uncle Sam. He points. I congratulate him though. This really was a fantastic <laughs> film. Well, I'm glad that he got a lot of his visions. And the Rocketeer, which I was a film I really enjoy, got brought to life. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really, really. Well, it's deep. one of your favorites, isn't it? Yeah, I really enjoy the film because it does capture captures the golden age, which is yeah, a time period I love it. I love the '40s. Yeah, that time period is just really cool to me. Mm -hmm. I also did a lot of research about that time period, so that's why I like it. So yeah, it it was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And this old propaganda. Poster credit sequence was really cool to watch too. Yeah, and my history teacher has a lot of uh, World War II posters and stuff like that in his room. He has this one that says, uh, uh, "She's a wow," and it stands for uh, Worker Ordnance Woman. It's hilarious. Uh, it's so cool. Yeah, they're so campy, but well, the other idea they realize people are going to sit through the credits. Because to see the ending, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because these movies are filled with that. So it was very fun to get to see. And really, this movie is just as good as X-Men First Class. Which is yeah. another one of those films that we've been talking about. Yeah, like, with the retro ties fair, yeah. Great. It's, it's the whole retro aspect yeah. coming back, and we're being able to appreciate a lot more. And that was the golden age of Marvel brought to life on the screen. Uh-huh. You know, the heyday of Marvel. You know, the yeah, it was classic Stan Lee. Yeah. Comics brought to life on the screen. Well, the 60s for Marvel was their golden age. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you can argue during World War II, but that really only applies for Cap Neymar, Human Torch, and Captain America. Well, Captain America more so than the others. Well, I agree. He's the most well-known. True. And they weren't known as Marvel Comics at the time, either. They so were you, timely, Timely, right? so you can't really say... DC was that it was, comic. Uh, right? Not during World War II. 
they were DC by the time World War II started. Do I need to look that I'm up? I'm almost positive they were. By the way, Alan Silvestri. Also did the Rocketeer, I think. Fantastic. With the music, too. I know. So, that was cool, too. Founded in 1935 as National Allied Publications. Right. That was DC. But I think by the by... 1940, they were DC. Uh, merged with Detective Comics to form National Comics in 1944. Okay. So they were DC after that. Okay. Yeah, because some more of the well-known was in 44. The stars fake man with the flat. Alan Celestri, he's so good. He also did, uh, let me look at his stuff. Well, this is something really different for him, to do this 1940s march. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. He did, well, he obviously did Captain America. He's doing the Avengers. Yep. He did G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, Night of the Museum Which two. is awesome. He's had a great career. I mean, he's up there with John, John, John Williams. And yeah. Did it Back to the Future. Yep. Van yeah. Helsing, Terminators, Laura Croft. Or not Terminators. Uh, Laura Croft. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Lilo and Stitch. He did that Super Mario Bros. movie. I think he did a couple Disney movies, too. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch is one of them. Um, the Predator movies. Yeah. But yeah, he's had a great... He's an underrated composer. Actually, I think the guys who did um, a lot of the Disney movie numbers, like Under the Sea and Beauty and the Beast and some of those songs actually wrote Star Spangled Man. I think they put that together with Alan, Alan Silvestri. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Because, you know, with it being Disney affiliated with the Marvel films now, they can use a lot of their music resources to do stuff. And they have really solid music um, mm. resources. Did James Horner, by the way, did the music for Rocketeer. Okay. He's another pretty well-known guy. Yeah, he's really good, too. Did Alan Silvestri do uh, any of the Pirates movies? No, that was Hans Zimmer. That was Hans Zimmer, okay. Klaus, Get him. Klaus something did the first one, and then Hans Zimmer did Hans Zimmer, the first yeah. And also Hans Zimmer is doing Dark Knight Rises. With James Newton Howard. Howard, yep. Who also did... Um, Dark Knight with him, right? And Batman Begins. Yeah, but Batman he also Begins. did uh, Treasure Planet and Green Lantern. Nice. Green Lantern really does have a good score. Oh, yeah. Just the score. It's not as apparent while you're watching the movie because you're so focused on the movie. But if you just watch or do the score. Yeah. It's a shame that movie wasn't better than it was. I agree. It really, I mean, I was really excited for it. They had a good thing going. I still believe that franchise has a lot of potential. And I think the animated series is proving it, definitely. And if you want to hear more about that, check out our... ATA DC Nation podcast. Yes. Which airs weekly. And we also talk about um, stuff like that on Crosshair Riz Retro Reviews. Yes, we do. Yeah, which, yeah, I think we're changing the name to Retro Reviews once we watch as Chuck. Yeah. Because we're going to do that. Well, and it doesn't really cover Smallville. 
necessarily every week, so... <laughs> mostly does. It's a mixed bag, as I call it. It mostly does, but I see what you're saying. Yes. But all around, Captain America is a great film. Very satisfying. Great lead to the Avengers. And I love how it captures the Golden Age. That's okay. my favorite part of it. And again, it fits that theme I've said before. Of Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, and Captain America all being very different movies. Oh, they're yeah. all superhero films, but they're all very different and they're entertaining in different ways. And also, all of these films are a great showcase of really talented actors. They utilize oh, yeah. them all to their full potential. The Tommy Lee Jones in this, you know, Robert Downey Jr., of course. Chris Evans is really great in this film, too. Mm -hmm. uh, really gave him an opportunity to show his chops after the, those Fantastic Four movies not being all that great. Even though he's probably the best part of those movies. Yeah. Him, him and uh, Michael Chiklis is the thing. <laughs> I like Michael Chiklis. It's, it's you know, the Fantastic Four movies are good. Two isn't as good as one. But I'm, they're more family-friendly because they're a family-friendly group. Yeah. So they're supposed to be, you know what I mean? Because the rumor has it they're going to do a reboot that's going to be a little uh, more sci-fi ask the guys who do fringe are going to do it and that's going to be really cool mm -hmm. because fringe kind of has a fantastic four family feel to it that's a little darker get more satisfying to superhero fans yeah because i think they're going to do something really impressive with that yeah alan Menken did star speckled man and that's the guy who did under the sea and a bunch of well-known disney Show tunes, so it was really I cool. I that song memorized. So it's just really cool that Disney, uh, you know, gave them that resource to use. Well, Walt Disney films. Records. Give special thanks to Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, and Stanley, who deserves it. Yeah. And Mark Miller, who was involved with Civil War. Mm. So that theory could be correct. Could be. Could be. About Not Avengers 3, oh my god. What? <laughs> That's just painful. Isn't it, though? Oh, my God. Now, Captain America will return in the Avengers. Thank you, Thor. You're welcome. Yes, Thor has also joined us. I'd like to thank Thor for joining us tonight. And this scene was directed by Joss Whedon. Just so everyone knows. Yes. This scene is actually part of the Avengers movie. Is it really? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is a pretty sweet trailer. Especially the first time in the theater. Oh my god. Yeah. It was awesome. And 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 Thor is in this trailer. Some assembly required. Yeah. We are the Avengers. Assemble. There's some good stuff. Oh, I didn't realize there's flashes of Maria Hill too. Yes. In the tra in the trailer, I dude, we saw that fairly quick. Time. I missed it and the first yelled. time. No, you didn't. You yelled it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. You yelled it to no, me. No, I didn't. Maria Hill. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay, maybe. I remember. Maybe not. Trust me. Maybe that was somebody else. Trust Thor. Okay.
Trust Maybe me. that was my alter ego. Could be. I don't know who that would be, but anyhow. Thanks, everyone, for joining us yes. for another version of DC Nation. No, uh, I mean, uh, uh, wait, Road wait. to the Avengers. We've recorded too many podcasts today. <laughs> yes, we're doing too many podcasts. And it's getting late, so yes. That's... Thank you for joining us for Road to the Avengers. We appreciate it. Good. I'd like to thank Thor for joining us. Thank you, Dad, for having me. And Michael. Thank you for Dad. joining us. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. I mean, I, I'm sad it has to add, but yes. I'm glad we get to start Road to Dark Knight Rises. Yes. That's going to be fun. Yes, and we have reached the end of the Road to the Avengers. So, when you get a chance, go to your local movie theater on May 4th or midnight. After. Probably at 11 o'clock on the 3rd. Because the third? on the 3rd of May, if oh, you're going to a midnight showing. No, we're going to want to go at like 10. Are you kidding me? Okay, at 10. We're going at 10. At 10. At 10 on the 3rd, you can go to your local movie theater and get ready to see the Avengers film. Because if you can't make it, like somebody my dad knows, that unfortunately, going to Las Vegas that weekend... They can't go see it. They can go see it on the 4th or after that. So check out the Avengers. It's going to be a great film. It's a dream movie for me. And Nico especially. Because he's a superhero fan and the huge Joss Whedon fan. Yeah. And those worlds are going to unite in an epic film starring some great actors that we all love. So hopefully it'll be a great film. Too bad we couldn't get Nathan Fillion in it too. Make it a little better, but... Yeah, he's Green Lantern. Keith, yeah, he's Green Lantern, in some people's mind. But anyway, it's going to be a great film. We're excited for it. And hopefully it'll be a great combination of all the great work all the other directors have put into all the films leading to the Avengers. Oh, absolutely. So thanks for joining us, you guys, with this Road to the Avengers podcast. It's been very successful. The thank your points on making this happen. And we're going to keep our commentaries going with coming up soon... Road to the Dark Knight Rises. Probably be getting in June. No, because doesn't the movie come out in June? So maybe no, we'll July. It. it comes out in July. Yes. I thought it was June 20th. Is it July 20th? It's July. Right. Spider-Man comes out in June. Yeah. That's upsetting. Because it's around when... Uh... It's it, yeah. It's yeah. around when the Dark Knight came out, which was in July. Okay. Well, I can go with that then. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So with that, for my regular across the airways host, Nico Rice Tech, and Michael's retro reviews. Cost Wu Kim. I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Michael J. Petty. And until next commentary, we will we'll catch you on the airway. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed this presentation of Captain America, the first Avengers. See ya. No, Dan, I like this podcast.
the goose that we from Berlin.